alien life and electromagnetic radiation. Lots of people are consumed with the idea of alien life. There's some sense that if alien life forms were to visit Earth, uh, they would almost become our colleagues. There's a paranoia that they are, in fact, abducting and inspecting us. There's uh, other ideas that aliens drop technology onto Earth. Sort of jump-started our understanding of it. A lot of these discussions often identify humans as the top species in a planet that we dominate, and that if an alien were to visit this planet, we would be identified as the one they want to help. But I would argue that the only thing that would keep them here out of interest or curiosity would not be humans, it would be our insects. Alien life forms would likely find our tools laughable, our technological achievements centuries behind or even farther. But they might find our creative work interesting. Human music might entertain them. I have a sense that we make some of the best music. I'm not sure if they would see our visual art as anything other than like the way we view a toddler <laughs> when they're drawing with crayons. But fear not about aliens condescending to you or thinking you're lame because you're a human. There is a growing opinion that aliens don't visit Earth anymore, specifically because of our crude technology. And the reason is that they are allergic to the electromagnetic radiation, or it's very loud to them. It's impossible to tolerate in the same way that maybe some planet might not have oxygen. This planet suffocates them because it has electromagnetic radiation. Electromagnetic radiation is uh, everywhere. This is a fun idea to consider, that we've made it an allergic place for an alien to visit. It's too loud. It's probably a shrieking noise in their uh, equivalent of an ear or mind. Think in 2001, a space odyssey, when everybody freaks out on the moon, the loud noise that it's suggested kills them. That might be what our planet sounds like to an alien because of all the electromagnetic radiation. Every piece of electronics puts out some amount of this signal. So every single thing puts out electromagnetic radiation. If it's an electronic device or something you plug in. This uh, frequency can be either small or intense. And science has assured us it's harmless. I'm not saying that it's scary. In fact, I love electromagnetic radiation. I love the sound of it. Because there's a couple devices that will allow you to sniff the air. Almost like a radio. So actually receive the air and turn electromagnetic radiation into sounds. You can walk around a city and receive all the EMF emanating out of everywhere. There's some funny things that can happen, like security gates are ridiculous in their squeal and slap when you walk through them with one of these things. That's just the EMF that's being sent through them. There's other things that make noises that are amazing. And uh, I'm here in my home due to COVID. I don't have it. I'm just trying to stay home. It's my preference. So I can only show you what I mean by walking around a room here. So I have what's called a Soma Ether. And it's a uh, Russian product. You can pick it up from Russia or Poland. Invented by Vlad Kramer or Kramer. Pretty sure it's Vlad Kramer. 
an amazing genius and this is a radio for electromagnetic radiation and uh, let's just walk around here's a lamp here's a TV here's a computer and here's a phone So those are all the frequencies that are just being sent surrounding me. That's my cat. That's cute. <laughs> She's just walking around singing. I love her. Wow, that's fun. All right. EMF might be considered a harmless result of progress to humans. <laughs> she agrees. But it damages some of the more advanced creatures. Honeybees are very sensitive to frequencies, and they're said to have a potential mood allergy to EMF in particular, and that makes them very sick. And it's also potentially contributing to hive collapse, though that isn't proven. But EMF does cause some other scary problems for the bees. So I'm anti-wasp, but man, you know the bees are good. Bees, you and I, we are great. I love you bees. Without bees, much of our food system breaks down dramatically, so it's ironic that the more progress we're making for a more plugged-in world might mean, in the future, a world without food. I do love EMF, as I've said, but the interaction of electromagnetic radiation with insects is a good Google if you're ever wanting to not fall asleep one night. The more stuff we make, the weirder it'll make the insects. There's a nice Nature article called Exposure of Insects to Radio Frequency Electromagnetic Fields, which describes all the batshit and insane behavior we might get out of bugs the wider our communication becomes over the next few decades. I don't believe 5G caused COVID. <laughs> I do like the idea of it just because it's a funny paranoia. Um, because 5G is not, I mean, if, if the implication of 5G causing COVID, I think people are trying to say EMF. And uh, if that were so, we would have gotten COVID in like 50 years ago. The amount of electromagnetic radiation has always been just intense around us. I don't really know the worry about 5G, but it is funny to consider. However, uh, radio frequency in bugs has been known to show a disruption in insects' behavior, physiology, and morphology. And it's said in the coming years, to due to absorption of RF and EMF, it might make insects' bodies grow warmer, resulting in vastly different behavior globally. So you could say that this could be considered an allergy that the insects have to EMF radiation. And it's also an explanation as to why we no longer see alien life forms. EMF might be considered an allergy to aliens. It could very possibly be that the earth is physically or mentally intolerable. And that the entire world is screaming and feedback and electromagnetic noise making it impossible to visit. 
and humans are so underdeveloped, our brains are still so stupid, we don't even hear it. Maybe we see it. <laughs> what about this last year is a possible suggestion that we are being slowly drawn mad by electromagnetic, <laughs> electromagnetic radiation in the air. I don't know, it's been a perfectly sane year, I don't know what you mean. But let's suggest aliens have managed to filter out the EMF radiation. Other ideas on alien visitation is that they're here and right in front of our eyes, that they're part of our own ecosystem. Mushrooms are said to be proof of alien life. The spores themselves are alien life forms, it's been suggested, all varieties of mushrooms, including the ones you put on a salad or the ones that show up on a Wendy's sandwich. And of course, the psychoactive ones are also said to be proof of alien life. This is Terence McKenna territory, but if you'd like a summary of the entire concept, look up the article, Are Mushrooms from Outer Space, on the site Explore Sky. So let's suggest aliens have managed to filter out the EMF radiation. They have made peace with the mushrooms and are visiting Earth. I'm going to argue that they won't find us very interesting. They probably will consider humans mildly curious, however, for what lives inside of us, which is billions of microbes and other small life forms. That shit's probably pretty interesting to them. Our own fascination with making technology smaller and smaller suggests the boutique perfect design of an insect, and that's why insects will be much more compelling. And while we think of it, we're hot shit being human, insects often have way cooler strengths and powers if you're an alien life form and just evaluating it based on the data sheet. There really isn't any design feature on a human body that you can't find on an insect. Of course, there isn't any one insect that does everything a human body can do, but every part of the human body can be found on one or more insects. Most insects have, and it's more interesting when you're being evaluated by alien life form to see what's more interesting. They could say, okay, well, we got the humans here. They got two eyes. Most insects have eyes, of course. And so their evaluator would go, we also have dragonflies, and they have thousands of eye lenses. Spiders have eight eyes, or up to 12. And the other guy might go, well, those are interesting. Tell me more about the dragonflies and the spiders. Or really just saying dragonflies have thousands of eye lenses might be enough. I don't think they're going to give a shit about human eyes. Insect ears are amazing. Much more interesting than human ears. Again, let's go back to their data sheet. Tell me about the human ears. Well, the human ears are sort of glued on their head just right next to their eyes. And there's only two of them as well. And they say, wait, they're on the head? How do they move the ears around? They go, they don't. Everything is all sort of squashed together. You got the eyes with the head, with the mouth and the nose. They're like, what the fuck? Well, there's got to be other things that don't have it that way. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they'll say, well, you know, we're looking at the data sheet here and it's uh, the grasshoppers. Have the ears on their legs. And that's amazing. Imagine I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind being a grasshopper and just being able to stretch out my calf or ankle with an ear at the end of it to get maybe a better reception of something. A grasshopper can do that. And I just wouldn't mind being able to separate my brain from my ears. Think about your ears right now in your head. 
they are connected to your brain. You know, it's all right there together as one system. Imagine being able to take your ears and just to move them. <laughs> There's no way for us to conceive what it's like to be able to hear with the ear part not connected to the sides of our skull. But that would be wild, being able to just separate that or have the ears on your legs like grasshoppers. Moths. Moths are wonderful to talk about. Moths have ears on their backs. And um, it's a, there's a chance that you're, you think, oh, that's because moths are more primitive than man. They have, they're so primitive, they have an ear on their back. And well, you're wrong. Wax moths have the best hearing on the planet. A human can hear up to uh, 20 kilohertz, and a dolphin can, can hear up to about eight times higher at 160 kilohertz. A wax moth can hear up to 300 kilohertz. And that is insane. I could play 300 kilohertz for you to hear. And here we go. This is what it sounds like. You ready? Yeah, isn't that bright? You can't hear it. Here, I'll, I'll play uh, a dolphin. A dolphin can hear um, at 160 kilohertz. Let me play that. Pretty crazy, isn't it? You can't hear it. Okay, I'll go down to 20 kilohertz. And I won't play it because if you can hear it, that could be, that might be really unpleasant. That's how high it is. So think about the most screeching, loud, beeping noise. And that's the, the depth of our hearing. Multiply that by eight times louder and squeakier and more painful. And then multiply that by two. And you will have a wax moth being able to hear up to 300 kilohertz. I can't imagine what kind of music a wax moth would make. Or what kind of music a wax moth makes. Mosquitoes have ears on their antennas. I hate mosquitoes, but I wouldn't mind having two long poles jutting out of my head with ears on the tips of each of them, and that's just with the ears. So I'm the alien life form evaluating what's the more interesting member of this planet. Mosquitoes are actually more interesting than us. They probably view them as more determined and better workers too. I mean, just think about all the metrics. Can't say, oh, but humans are the best. <laughs> yeah, you can't use prejudice, haha. This is what being a dictator is. A dictator sets uh, rules, and we can't be dictators to the aliens when they're assessing the population of the planet. If they find mosquitoes more interesting because they have ears on the tips of each of their antenna, we have to go with it. A human might argue, well, hold on, what about our innovations, our inventions? This uh, fact that we have built onto this world with these great tools. Why does that not make us the most interesting species to the higher life form? And to that, I think it would probably be laughably primitive to an alien life form capable of space travel, casual space travel you know not like ours where we have to do this heavy duty space launch prep thing and then we bring them right down a alien life form is capable of casual car-like space travel where they just sort of float into the world <laughs> are they going to be impressed with anything we make they might be charmed by it but we'd look like cavemen or chimpanzees to them uh, they'd probably be much more interested in the moths and fascinated with the prismatic vision of the dragonfly. 
we seem pretty helpless compared to natural abilities and elegant beauty of the other life forms here. The more you see in the world that is not human, the less you care about being a dominating human and the happier you become. You just become thankful. <laughs>